0: This podcast contains some magical adult language. Listener discretion is advised. And sorry, Mom. A world. A whoa, whoa, whoa,
1: whoa, whoa. You're Mouse. a
2: welcome to rock castle a progressive chat about disney magic without the pixie dust i'm sarah and with me today are nathan
0: oh hello sarah
2: hi nathan um and we also have
1: dave howdy
2: uh, janine hey sarah hi and victoria hello and today's podcast is really special because we have a special guest today victoria if you want to introduce them yeah So, uh, you may know her from her sassy TikToks,
3: and she has recently hit, um, uh, what was it like, over a hundred thousand followers? You know, no big deal. But, uh, we're introducing today our first guest ever, Tremaine Talk, aka Jessica.
4: Yay! Woo-hoo!
3: That's so exciting.
5: That makes me sound way more important than I actually am.
0: (laughs) I mean, we have a podcast. This is our third episode, so we understand feeling more important than we actually are. So,
2: All right. So let's go ahead and get started with theme parks. So, Victoria, do you have anything you want to tell us about what's been going on there?
3: Yeah, so we're going to start off by talking about the Celebrate Soulfully at Disney Parks. So, pretty much it's just a bunch of little mini events at Disney World and Disneyland to celebrate Black History Month. Um, I don't know if any of you have really dived into it but a I little mean, d- d- just just a tad.
2: I mean, mm-hmm. it's a it, it's uh, not the best in my it, opinion. It's could be better I'm trying
1: to be <laughs> <honest>. <laughs> are they doing are they doing like the bare minimum is that the problem or
3: it's not the fact that they're doing the bare minimum it's the fact that they're promoting things that have that are pretty much there every day mm-hmm. like yeah. um like the, the drummers, drummers in harambe yeah right like <laughs> the drummers the um festival of the lion king show what Oh, the movies under the stars at the resorts that they do every night.
1: The Soul of Jazz at American Adventure. That's been up for like a year. That's been up when they opened the movie Soul. Right. Yeah. 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 Come on. But also,
3: it's a traveling exhibit. It's not even there, I don't think, right now. I think it's in Harlem.
0: Well, they have aspects. I mean, it's usually like five items. And they're amazing items, like John Coltrane's saxophone. Oh, absolutely. um, They're amazing. But it's not
6: it's very small
0: yeah it's super small I'm it's
6: looking at it right now and i'm remembering that i saw it <laughs> but it's like it feels
2: like it's nothing at all like yeah. it's, it's nothing new there's no new foods or shows or like anything that would show that they're quote-unquote celebrating soulfully it just doesn't feel like there's anything
0: going on well let's not i mean can we talk about the fact that i don't remember them fully embracing black history month until they had a movie to sell or is that True.
1: just me <laughs>
4: True. (laughs) There it
1: is. (laughs) (laughs) But it's also post their 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 fifth key thing, right? Like that was yeah. That's true as well.
2: Inclusion or whatever or inclusivity. Yeah, yeah,
1: yeah. Yeah. It's interesting though. If if you look at the announcement, I'm looking at the website, the, the Parks blog right now, and it's like it doesn't say it's an event. It's very carefully worded in that it's just celebrate Black Culture and History Month. And here's all the stuff that we have that we can loosely throw together to celebrate that. But it's, if you read it, it's like, mm, uh, I guess it does say bringing new culturally rich experiences to Walt Disney Resort full sti- first time. And it's like, mm, what's new? I want to. I tell me it what's new. It really
2: doesn't feel new.
3: The only thing that I've seen that's new is that they've had um, steppers come in to DAC. Oh yeah. And that's the only thing I've seen. And I'm like, even then, I get it because stepping does come from like. African dance. And I get that. But I'm like, you could have easily done that at Epcot or even better take it one step further and put those performances at Disney Springs where it's accessible to everyone to sing. You
1: don't have to buy a ticket just to do that. Disneyland's always had a gospel like uh, thing. They've been yeah. doing that for over a decade. right but, so it says there's a bunch of like gospel groups and, and and gospel singers and Grammy Award winners performing. So it sounds like there's actually an entertainment program lined up for that but they already again, they already did that. they're just repackaging it now.
2: Yeah, it just doesn't feel like there's anything new. But Jessica, you had something that you want to say about the topic? So
5: just just to put it in perspective, I live in Orlando, drive by Disney on a regular basis, and I'm there a lot, um, at least at the Springs, and I've literally never heard of any of these offerings. Yeah. And I live here. <laughs> so that just tells you how heavily they've promoted it.
0: They're like one bullet point away from – being like, hey, we've got Frederick Douglass in Amer- in the American Adventure. Like, does that count? Can we just say that we're Frederick oh, no. Douglass?
1: <laughs> He's already mentioned. Yeah.
0: He's right. on a raft. We got Frederick Douglass on a raft.
1: <laughs>
0: also,
6: have you been to the Hall of Presidents?
1: <laughs> yeah. yeah <right>. Obama. <laughs> we got we
5: Obama.
1: Have, oh, though. one of the those. One guy. <laughs> uh, just one. Just the one.
5: But you know what I did see promotion for Festival of the Arts. I've
2: seen that they're already starting it for food and wine for our food yeah, I out already lucky. today ours isn't it's usually like in april like or yeah. like late march yeah. early april yeah. around that time i yeah. love food and wine so i'm excited for that um but victoria do you want to go ahead and move on to disney performers do you have something that you want to tell us about <laughs> that <laughs> um well that sounds like more of uh
3: jessica's territory so <laughs> <laughs> but um, so yes our guest is here today to discuss um the treatment of Disney performers and essentially they're being used for clout on various social platforms, mainly TikTok.
4: Mm-hmm. Uh,
1: what, what's your, your TikTok name uh, at?
3: At Tremaine Talk.
1: It is so choice. You must, must listen <laughs> to it and watch it because it, it's just this beautifully, wonderfully acerbic takedown of these idiots that do this thing. So Jessica, <laughs> tell us, so tell us how this started. Tell us what drove that video.
5: So, well, there's a lot of them, but essentially, my whole TikTok started the very, very end of April 2021. So, super recent. Um, I posted a story time about um, that one of the videos of me as a performer that went viral. Um, just as a story time, I didn't think anything would happen with it. I was just like, oh, this is just kind of cool a story to share. And it kind of, exploded over the course of that last weekend in April. Um, And ever since then, I kind of was like, oh, well, I guess people are interested in hearing about this stuff because I guess I didn't really think about it. And then fast forward to um, these character videos just started going, um, they started going viral. And um, I noticed that a lot of these creators were um, making content that was not them, it was just the characters. Um, So they were literally just going up to characters and talking to them and posting it to make money. And me knowing that what these performers make, um, it just really, really hit me the wrong way because I personally know a lot of performers who have either been reprimanded or fired for similar videos and even if You know, the performers in these specific ones weren't fired or weren't reprimanded. It's just there's so much of a larger issue as to the ethicality of doing it.
6: It's like they're exploiting these workers to make their own money and making them intensely uncomfortable in the process. And they're stuck in this spot where, like, you have to play along. But Mm -hmm. also, are you playing along too much? Is it not enough? Like, you have to, like, thread this impossible needle to generate someone else's content for them and get nothing out of it. It's insane. Exactly. May
0: I get an example of right. what uh, one of these TikTokers might do just to give the audience kind of a, a concept?
5: Yeah. So essentially, there's a couple of them. But essentially, theres it, they all follow the same formula. So usually, it's somebody going up to a performer with their phone or you know, a GoPro or whatever, and talking to the character sometimes in storylines, sometimes trying to like purposefully mess with them. Um, but essentially talking to them in order to make a viral TikTok or YouTube video um, and then taking that content and posting it and that's it. So there's really no, that, that's really what all of the videos end up looking like. Like, it's all basic.
2: I feel like a really good example was one that I saw, and this one went really viral on TikTok, where somebody went up to... Um, Uh, What's Captain Marvel. So they went up to her um, and they were asking Mm -hmm. her, oh, are you for gay rights? And it's like so I did a video about that one. Yeah. Mm -hmm. It put the character in a really uncomfortable position because it's like even if they like were for gay rights, they couldn't really say that because it doesn't really match the character's um, story or like in their world. Like that's not something that they really can talk about. And you could see in the comments like a lot of um, the performer ended up saying like I think she kind of just like moved on from it. But a lot of people in the comments were like, wow, how, like Captain Marvel is like anti-LGBT uh, and like people were so going right because they don't
3: understand like they have to follow certain rules and certain storylines
5: yes those videos are like the worst ones like the guy who asked you know the Grinch to be his baby daddy that um, one was weird like the, was yeah weird. so don't like yeah they're all there's but there's ones like that but then, then you also have videos where they're just talking to the character for content. Like they're just going up and staying in character and asking them questions and then posting it. And, mm. and on the surface, people look at me like I'm crazy because they're like, there's nothing wrong with this interaction. The problem is, is that the performer who will never see a cent of that money made from that video and who has to stay anonymous. So they can't go into that that, um, vlogger's comments and say, this is me performing or else they will be fired.
1: Get fired, Um, right, right. They
5: have to stay anonymous. They will never see a cent of that money and they assume all of the risks. So if if a manager sees that and wants to write them up for, and those of you who work for Disney, for poor judgment, they can do it and it's completely subjective and they assume all of that risk and if they get fired for that and they want to try and get rehired through the union they can't come out and say oh i was fired for this this is me in this video like they can't go to the public about it
1: hmm. yeah and 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 if, i'm glad and i'm glad you're bringing all that up in your videos and here because like it boils down to these tiktokers you know, these content creators that are making money off of stuff in the real world, are trying to it literally is just for clicks like it's not actual Mm -hmm. fuck these people because it's not actual content they're not funny they're just they're literally going into a fantasy world and bringing real world problems into these characters worlds and it's like why to what end only for you to get clicks and money you're assholes stop it
2: like you said like it's not real content like a lot of i feel like the disney community whether it be like on tiktok instagram or youtube it's become so saturated that you need to do something that will like shock the viewers so that they mm-hmm. kind of come in so it's like I can kind of understand it from that perspective but when you're like messing with someone's livelihood their ability to have a job yeah. like a consistent um, wage I feel like that's when you're crossing the line and it kind of feels as if it is exploitation at that point because they're not going to be getting yeah. none of that ad sense or none of that content creator oh, mm-hmm. fund or whatever and you're kind of just like because a lot of these people are boring. They're not even funny. They, they're not good at it. They're not at all. And it's like, I get it. They're not talented. No. Not at all. And it's like, you're making money off of someone else's talent, their face, all that stuff. And I feel like it also creates a weird um, like relationship between the the content creator and the cast member. Because now, whenever they see that cast member, they think that they're friends. And they're not. That person's doing a job.
5: I caught a lot of flack because I made a video stitching a video by Sarah Daniels, who I personally know, uh, know her. Um, But um, there's a lot of like private groups where us performers like kind of talk to each other, ask for help, um, ask for advice, honestly use each other to talk about the shared experience because all of us have eating disorders. All of us have issues that stem from our time being performers whether they're current or former um and i essentially came out in a video and was like um all of these performers hate you like uh, to to the vloggers um because they want to pretend like oh this these performers are my friends when in reality if they could see like if jojo could see half the things these girls write about him in this group he might think twice about saying they're his friend or um, saying that all the performers love him because the reality is, is that he has made a lot of enemies in Disney entertainment. Um, and he has personally hurt many performers and continues to.
2: Is he the same guy that conti- like consistently goes backstage and says, oh, they know me? I've. I feel yeah. like I've seen. Ugh. Yeah. yeah. And he doesn't even work there anymore, right? So the male entitlement.
0: Well, yeah, and yeah. it's like being the the person that goes off to college and then comes back to the high school. Yeah. And is like, hey, oh, what's up? Creepy.
2: Hey. <laughs> I'm back. It's like you peaked. Let's move on. Yeah.
0: I mean, do you guys all remember? Um, Andy is coming. Do you remember the Andy is yeah. coming? Oh, fad? I was
2: there. I was there for that.
0: Wow. The oh, performer.
5: <laughs> and I was Buzz Lightyear during that time.
0: And that's the thing is that for me was uh, at least for me I don't know I'm I'm sure there's been other waves but that was for me the the moment where I felt that the internet realized oh like what it has always been is you as a person as a guest you come and and there is improv happening to you but you mm-hmm. don't do improv back. You're still yeah. an audience, right? So they right. can talk to you about things and they can sort of welcome you into the moment and you kind of nod and smile and get your picture. But that was the moment that they thought, well, this is a two-way street because you see, I also have an audience and I also have, a, so, so we're all gonna play in the same realm, but no one's welcomed them on stage. That's the thing they don't yeah. seem to understand. Yeah. People treat character actors like they're the purple wall. Well, I can do the same thing the other person did, and yeah. I can get the same. I can put the mm-hmm. same filter on, and I can do the same thing. And it's not how you. They're they're people.
5: Uh, here's the thing. I I've lived that life as a mm-hmm. performer. I have permanent injuries from my time as a performer, but I I would never give back my time. Like I would still do it all again. However. Everything else aside, is this content or not? The, the biggest question is, is this ethical? And are, yeah. we, are we doing something that's ethical? And yeah. in my opinion, no matter how cute or funny the content is, it's not ethical. Um, <laughs> until the performers can take videos of themselves and post it for views, which they're not allowed to do. It's not ethical because that performer is not in control of their own image, which they agreed to when they started to work for Disney, but they did not sign up for making Jojo six figures in income for his YouTube and TikTok videos. Mm -hmm. That's not what they signed up for. So that's the difference is like all it does, all you have to do is like do a quick search on you know, a a vlogger's views and engagement, and you can guess how much money they make. Like there's not a lot of money in TikTok, but on YouTube and in paid sponsorships and stuff, which Jojo has, he's looking at a six figure income and just in his internet stuff. So if you think he is building his entire business off the backs of these low age workers, and to me that is unethical, Mm -hmm. which is why... As a creator, you will never see me videoing performers in the parks and you will never see me posting performers performing as content. I may post a picture of me with a character um, or something like that on my Instagram, but I will never share an interaction because it is not acceptable for me to profit on my monetized platform from somebody else's mm, performance.
1: Yeah. You know. it it, the monetization and the TikTok issue and that's the 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 ethical question what i the 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 fun side of it and and i and i'm sure you have tons of stories about this jessica are when people lean into the fantasy and interact with you in a funny way like i defy any smart ass to try to one-up cruella or maleficent or lady tremaine because (laughs) they will destroy you they will absolutely destroy you and and it's and the training for that to me as a as as a former kid performer like just watching these actors improv their way through these right. these you know bratty fourteen year olds, it just makes me so happy because it's 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 an unbelievable skill.
5: Can we just take a minute to appreciate that Disney hired a Lady Tremaine from New Jersey? <laughs> <laughs> Can we just take a minute to like That's appreciate? Perfect. You know. I was hired at a way inappropriate age to play that character. But just saying, like, I don't think they could have picked a smart ass <laughs> Yeah.
1: <laughs> like even the kind face characters. I remember when I was a teenager, yeah. I thought I was being very funny when I went up to snow white and asked her, where's your brother, Barry, Barry white being a, a singer. And she's like, Barry, I don't think there's a Barry in this kingdom. And doc was right next to her. And doc does this. And she looks at him and goes, doc thinks you're crazy. and like shut it down she shut me down and it was so sweet and funny and dumb you know taught me a lesson basically i
2: just feel like there's like a lot of entitlement from the content creators like i okay hot take okay i feel like it's kind of weird sometimes when adults go and interact with these characters like at length like i don't i don't know if everybody has the same opinion as me Mm -hmm. but i just feel like a lot of the characters i think it's it just kind of gets a little weird to me like seeing adults interacting with them because it's like I get it like there are there's such a thing as like Disney adults and people who love Disney but personally for me I just don't think I can go up to a character and like stay in character with them like meanwhile
6: there's a line of like 50 children anxiously waiting to see their hero and you're busy over there making your content.
2: And it's like, it's fine. Like maybe you have that favorite character and you like seeing them all the time. But for me, I just can't jump over like the mental block of like, that's a person in there. Like, because I- Because like I was, okay, so I don't know if you have kids um, cover their ears, but like I was also a cast member. So like seeing who was inside, uh, like when they take off the face of Miss um, Incredible, seeing the, the person who was in there, it's like kind of like, oh, like it's kind of, this is really strange to me. Or like seeing whoever it may be, like under the costume, it just doesn't feel like I can jump over that and be like, yeah, like this is this character who I absolutely love and I can go talk to them because right. it's just like, that's another person.
0: I was trying to remember, or I was trying to remember when I get excited because there are moments where I to get in the, in the moment. Oh, yeah. Um, and, and I try to remind myself that, and this, this statistic could be off. It, it used to be correct, but it could be off. I believe it was from a David Koenig book. And he mentions, uh, I think it was one of the mouse tales. And he's like, the majority of performers are female like in in costume and if you recognize that as a male you go i I need to be more careful with tigger than maybe i think i need to be
3: right
5: (laughs) do we want to ruin some magic for a second sure go for it okay so tigger is usually a man and that's the reason why nobody should ever rub tigger's tummy ever
1: (laughs) no don't do it oh
2: my god
5: because it happens a lot and it's bad it never ends well
1: oh my um, childhood
5: and tigger tigger is is almost always a guy because tigger has to be like five ten yeah yeah ish there are a lot of women you're right i mean i was i played for character wise exclusively male characters except mm-hmm. mrs incredible she's the only one um for character wise that i played that was female and the amount of men that just stuck their hands right here. she's <laughs> oh, oh, nice. No. Oh. Yeah. Those of you who can't yeah. see because this is audio, they would just grab my boobs, both of them, just like Ooh. full on. Ooh. And it was great.
1: OK, I have a boob. I have a, I have a male boob story uh, along those okay. lines. <gasps> so I was at Magic Kingdom during Gay Days. Mm-hmm. And oh. I was there with I Lady was there Tremaine with my...
5: wears red. I don't know if you
1: know I that. know. <laughs> so I was th- I was there in my red shirt with my buddies, who are all similar to me. If you don't know the gay subculture of bears, we're all bears. Right. And so we we go on Splash Mountain, which has a very prominent bear right and so oh, we we get off the ride and we're soaked like i'm literally just soaked wet with you know headlights on and basically we sorry guys happen too uh um we, we we get to the end of the the end of the exit and there's Bear, bear for a photo now i'm not going to give the name of the performer because they would have been fired but this was so funny um, we pose with them and he's like being all chummy and he's like doing this to my beard and pointing to his face. And like, he's, I'm a bear too, right? He's yeah. without saying anything. It's very cute. He puts his arms over us cause he's really tall. Right. And his hand is right here. And he goes, Fip, and he flips my nipple <laughs> on purpose. Oh, and I, and I, <laughs> and I back up and I back up and look at him. And I'm like, there is a big old girl in that suit. <laughs> is there not? And he's like acting all coy. So. And I'm like, I'll see you later at the full moon saloon over uh, on <laughs> Won't I, you know. Anyway, um, I, I didn't think anything of it. I'm telling this story ten years later at a party, and the guy I'm t- telling the story to jaw drops, and I and I worry, like, oh God, does, does he know who this? He's like, that was me. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm like, all right, let's make out. <laughs> so, uh... <laughs> so, like,
5: so out, know, Gay Days, I wearing the red dress for Gay Days, so much fun.
1: Oh, I bet. I got,
5: I got a lot of questions.
1: I bet. I bet. And you know what? Not that, I mean, gays can throw shade. Not all gay people are wonderful and funny. But at Gay Days, I always find the character interactions to be really kind of funny and pure. Nobody gets really dirty. Yeah. Yeah. All the you performers that I know said they love Gay Days. Right.
5: It's the best because do you want to know something? Those were like the weeks that I would not get assaulted.
0: Yeah, that makes sense.
5: No, I know that sounds so. Janine is like, I'm breaking her bream, but like, <laughs> I know, I know. It sounds like very morbid, but I never worried about my own personal safety yeah. or being sexually assaulted during gay days. Never. Not once. Yeah. Um, but literally every other day. And if it was free dining plan week, forget oh, it.
4: Boy. I was
2: getting the crap <laughs> kicked out of me. Oh, oh God. So I did have a question because there was that video yeah. that was going around of that girl on the podcast. I forget what the podcast was. But oh. she was apparently it was, barstool.
0: it was one of the barstool yeah. ones of right? Of
2: course it's bar stool. Yeah. But she, oh. of course. But she was Spilling, she was apparently spilling tea about the Disney princesses and like, uh, mm-hmm. it didn't really seem like she even knew what she was talking about. Like she didn't look like a Disney princess to me. So like, what are your thoughts like on that whole entire? So story? this is another, this is another situation where um, those of us
5: in our like private groups, we were talking about it. My opinion is that about 75% of what she was saying was a complete lie and fabrication um, that she made out that she made up to go viral. Um, what happens is, uh, and I, I said this when we were, um, kind of setting up for this podcast, I was actually interviewed for another podcast, like seven or eight months ago, um, where one of the hosts lied to me about having been a performer and I could tell they were lying to me, um, which was very awkward. So when somebody is on a platform like that and they're telling you these like cast member stories about princesses or whatever it is very clear when they don't know what they're talking about because they will be very specific mm-hmm. and it will dig them a grave so she used a lot of terminology that does not get used yeah um she also I was surprised that she ever was in Disney entertainment. Um, It sounds like she was a fur character for like a three month period, but the way she was talking um, about sharing costume, like essentially girls ripping costumes and somebody being the lead Elsa, that's not how casting works. Number one, there is no lead Elsa. And Mm -hmm. you don't get to like work your way to being the lead Elsa. They just either you get it or you don't. It literally has nothing to do with anything. And everybody shares their dresses. So that story about Elsa's ripping dresses, like I got news for you. If you rip somebody's dress, you'd have to wear the dress tomorrow. So sucks for you. Like, it's like she was talking in a way that led me to believe that she didn't even know how casting or costuming worked, which doesn't make any sense. You check out costumes with barcodes. Like you don't, this is not a situation where every girl gets their own custom
2: fitted dress. She clearly was lying. She made it seem like it was like a drama survivor type of situation where everybody was sabotaging. When it was like not like
5: that at all. No, and Victoria, you sent me a screenshot that she came out and like essentially admitted she lied because all of these current and former face characters were going after her being like, you're lying. I was there during this time period. You said you were there. None of this ever happened. I mean, when I say the face characters were mobilized, it was insane.
0: <laughs> yeah, that's how you know she wasn't there because she had no idea of the wrath she was going to get from the community.
3: <laughs> yeah. Oh, but you want to know the best part about this whole story, though? hmm So I don't know if you guys remember, there was a time where the uh, castle stage show used to be at the train station. I did it at the train station. Do you recall the incident where one of the uh, chipmunks fell off the train? Oh,
0: yeah. I remember this connection.
3: Yeah, that was her.
0: Yeah.
2: (laughs) She's the one that fell? She's the one that fell. She probably has a personal vendetta against Disney. That's why she said all that. No,
5: she probably has a vendetta against face characters. That's what happens a lot of times. They wanted to be a face character. They never were. And so they just like make up stories.
2: It that's literally what it was coming off as because it just felt like she was just like angry for like no reason like it just it just didn't seem to be adding up.
0: The One thing I'm trying to figure out, and you guys might be able to help me out here because the connection with her was Barstool Sports. What's Barstool's? All of a sudden, there is this new relationship, sort of, uh, of Barstool being anti-Disney fans, and the guy who does the pizza crap. Uh, being at Pizza Rizzo. Is theres is there... What is that thing going on? Is it a thing or am I making it up?
3: No, it's... um. My theory is that they're trying to get in with the connection of ESPN. That's my theory. But then mm-hmm. I also heard they were rejected from any media access with that. So I don't know what exactly it is. But as far as I've known, they've always, like, shitted on Disney adults. So... Mm-hmm.
2: But it feels like the current trend right now is to shit on, like, Disney adults. Like, there's countless YouTube channels that are making videos on it, like TikToks, all that. So, like, it's not anything new, I feel like.
1: Just have they Have they? Have they, Go back. Just do a Google search to like advertisements for Disneyland in the fifties and sixties. They used to specifically, specifically market towards adult and the date crowd and the after yeah. five o'clock crowd. Yeah. Like they had swing dates at the Plaza yeah. Inn. It's, this is not new. This is not new.
2: It was up until the, like the nineties, right, where they were advertising towards like teens, adults, and like yeah. just like the oh, younger crowd. Yeah. Right. Videopolis.
1: Like, yeah. Videopolis. <laughs> <baby.
4: Woo.
2: laughs> I wish I was like alive during that time. It looked like a lot of fun. <laughs> I know. Um, oh, right.
1: I got kicked out of that. I got kicked out of Videopolis for Dancing with Boys. Did we talk about this already? Yeah. Uh, off we mic. Did. We did yeah. off mic. Oh, we did oh. off mic. So yeah, I, I went, I was. I was, six, I was 15 or 16 when Vidiopolis opened and it was like, you know, after, after, certain, after like five o'clock, it was like a cheaper ticket. So we'd go with our friends and we would sit on the sidelines of the dance floor and smoke cloves in our goth. I, I was like the prep amongst goths and I got kicked out <laughs> multiple times for smoking cloves or dancing with and kissing boys. So there you have it. They
2: were just yeah. haters. Hater energy haters. again. <laughs> um, All that
0: homosexual dancing, you know. <laughs>
2: Can't have it. Can't have it. Before we move on to the next topic, um, I just want to thank Jessica for hanging out with us today and giving us all her Disney performer expertise. So thank you so much for joining us, and we hope that you come back.
5: (laughs) Absolutely. I was happy to be on here. Thank you guys so much for being awesome. And I found my hometown brother right here.
1: (laughs) 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 Joyzy.
5: Which, But it's so great. You have to tell them. The it's, ones that weren't it, in here when we like, talked
1: about it. Yeah, we already we already established Janine's from New Jersey, New Jersey as well, and we bonded on the first episode. Sure. Um. And but I we mentioned it to Jessica, and she's like, "Get out where?" And and I and she, she said, "Monmouth County." I'm like, "Oh my god, I was in Monmouth County." And I said, "I was born in Red Bank and lived in Spring Lake." She's like, "Oh my god, I lived in Spring Lake." I'm like, <laughs> "Oh, we lived on Old Mill Road." She's like, "My parents lived near Old Mill Road." <laughs> like it was literally like <laughs> neighbors. We. It it was, yeah, we are, you are my new best friend, Jessica. Next time I come to Orlando, we are hanging out and drinking around the world together.
2: Well, that's perfect. So, like, what are all your socials? So, like, if we have anybody that wants to, like, check you out. No, that's a
5: great point. Um, so, um, my TikTok is at Tremaine Talk. My Instagram is at Tremaine Talk Jessica. And I am Tremaine Talk on YouTube as well
2: that's awesome well thanks for joining us and we really 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 want you to come back and yeah future. this was so much fun <laughs> yeah. it was a lot of fun <laughs> i would be happy to just name the time and place y'all nathan so do you want to go ahead and tell us about what's been going on with disney the Federalist society and desantis if you want to go uh, for
0: it. i don't i don't want to talk about any of this crap but yeah i will <laughs> um Because I, of course, I brought it up. But uh, (laughs) let's start with, um, there's two things that sort of happened uh, over the last, since the last episode that I think are interesting. One is um, from uh, Jason Garcia's substack. Um, He is writing, the title of his article was, Ron DeSantis risks selling out his Republican base to help Disney. So if you don't know, um, our lovely governor here, uh, who is a uh, turd in a suit. Um, has been creating a bill that he hopes will uh, crack down on big tech oligarchs because um, he just likes to make a big fuss and act like he's going to run for president. Um, and uh, this bill, of course, legislation, SB 7072, was supposed to ex- kind of like um, take companies like Facebook and Twitter and uh, allow sort of a threat of civil lawsuits and state investigations. But here's the little kicker. <laughs> um Disney sort of sidled up <clears throat> and said, hey, you know, we got a lot going on in those spheres with Disney Plus streaming and things like that. And uh, your bill makes it sound like you're going to do all websites and not specific social media websites. Um, and we really don't want that. And so not surprisingly, uh, some emails got released uh, that were coming from sort of inside uh, what was going on and, uh, they were talking about how, um, Disney wanted new language for what was in the bill. Um, and there was, oh, I got to find it cause it's really funny. They talk about how, um, they were concerned that, well, if, if we sort of take theme parks and, and make them something else, what happens if, uh, and the quote is, so if, if they bought a, uh, this is about Facebook. So if they bought a theme park and named it Zuckerland, and they met the definition <laughs> of a theme park under state uh, Florida stature, then the answer to that would be yes. So they're really concerned about like, oh well, we we need to appease Disney, but at the same time. Uh, we need to make it so Mark Zuckerberg can't create Zuckerland and get around these rules, which, first of all, nobody wants to go to Zuckerland. Um, that's not going to happen. Um, but uh, it's just really interesting uh, to see. Uh, and there's this is not a new example. This is sort of a prime example uh, of the big sort of uh, and this is no matter where you look in in florida politics but currently of course the gop are in charge um and like any industry state uh they fold really quickly on their uh beliefs um if it in any way gets in the way of the industry at hand so disney is uh of course the big 60 pound mouse in the corner that's always uh making things happen but don't give disney any credit for wanting to do any of this because um we of course have talked about gay days and disney in the last couple of years has been very lovely about um creating pride merch well remember when you're doing that pride merch uh, just over at the yacht and beach uh disney allowed the federalist society uh the florida chapter of the F- federalist society um to have their conference at Yachtin Beach featuring uh, prime speakers of uh, Supreme Court Justice Neil Gorsuch Um, former Vice President Mike Pence and, of course, Ron DeSantis. So, um, if you don't know what the Federalist Society is, the Federalist Society is basically the one who chooses for Republicans who's going to be on the Supreme Court. Uh, It's a big group. Every Supreme Court justice that is currently conservative leaning on the Supreme Court was chosen by the Federalist Society. They've been members of the Federalist Society. That's of course why Gorsuch is speaking or has spoke um, at this conference. Um, So any legislation that you see that is uh, anti-LGBTQ coming from DeSantis or uh, the white big piece of bread loaf that is Mike Pence or uh, especially Gorsuch (laughs) when he makes decisions, um, remember, Disney allows these people on property. Now, I'm not someone who thinks that you should just, you know, uh, tout, you know, well, don't let these people in because that's dangerous and you you should – be open to business. But at the same time, if you're literally creating keys about diversity and you're literally putting in, you're making your brand about progressive value and changing splash mountain and doing all these fancy business and things, on black
2: history month
0: and rest. you're putting on black history month. Um, maybe you shouldn't have the federalist society also, uh, meeting at your park and paying you while also making side deals. Um, Do we
6: know that they paid? Cause I, swear I saw somewhere that they like allow certain
1: well even worse
6: no like that's a, that's yeah. worse yeah. I think that's I mean I, I just d- don't, I, don't yeah. know if that's true or not I just remember seeing something and I can't find it now
1: I can't imagine I can't imagine Disney not wanting to make a buck off a big group like that just at least in, especially at least if they're catering. trying to get
6: carve outs yeah. in Florida legislature
1: yeah, yeah right 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 I mean you know I'm a ugh, it's t- it's awful to f- the, the Federalist Society can Fuck themselves. And yeah, it's gross that 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 Disney invites these these groups, but there is no ethical consumption over under modern capitalism at all. It's just kind of impossible. And so so you know, not that I'm letting the Disney company off the hook. But to me, there's almost this like, you know, the the diversity fifth key, the inclusion fifth key that they came up with in the new diversity program within the company, they are putting their money where their mouth is. When that's concerned, it's not set dressing like they really are walking the walk. you know and so in a way yeah i i'm a glass half full guy to me that's Mm -hmm. the company going yeah we'll have your little federalist thing but screw you guys we're also being more diverse and and we're going to make movies in the future that are not just about you old white guys like i i I hope that's but they're also heavy
6: donors
1: yeah i know i know (laughs) that's right right and that's the thing it's just it's one thing to let
6: them buy your property if that's the case and it's another to Give them the money that they used to and,
1: rent your. And every company, yeah. and every company, donates to both sides. Like mm-hmm. the, the mo- even the ones that score like hundred percent on the, the the yearly HRC or Glad or whatever you know companies to work for or company uh, uh, funding of of politicians. There's always they're never a hundred percent one side. They just never are. It's just not the way it works.
2: Yeah, it's frustrating, but not surprising. I feel like that's no, the no. only way to go about it. Yep. Um, but it's so on brand that it's the yacht and beach club.
0: So yeah, you could have picked like, the white, the, the, the whitest possible the, hotel. Wh-
2: exactly. I oh. have been like Coronado, like Coronado Springs or whatever. I've been like, ooh, but yes. <laughs> the yacht. I, I, we're just tired of talking about these people. So let's just move on to and talk about Kermit. Our favorite little frog. Oh, my goodness.
1: Uh, I'm flailing my arms like, yay!
6: Yes, (laughs) exactly. Uh, The rainbow connection is just a steady pulsing thrum in in my mind.
1: (laughs) That is Um, my jam. It's my jam. Uh,
6: There was a tweet today by Kermit the Frog. Someone asked him what his favorite ride at Walt Disney World is. And, And I was just delighted. He... He chose living with the land.
2: <laughs> <laughs> living
6: with the land supremacy. Like it's Victoria's so good. It, does, like, I, it has no his... weight. It's air conditioned. It's untouched. It's beautiful. It's the whole thing.
1: Yeah, his actual response was so great. He said, we all know it's not easy being green, but they make it look easy. And I'm like, yes! oh, my God. I on brand. So, so on brand.
6: And Nathan put this fantastic image in my mind when we were talking about it earlier of putting an, a, a, a Kermit in in the, in the farmhouse scene, sitting on the porch, strumming oh. a banjo. Like, come on, put them up. It's in the living with a lamp. Like, if you're gonna update it, yeah. Which I would have been previous to this thought being put in my head firmly against uh, the Muppets. They could go in there. They could I mean, go you
0: have Kermit who is introducing and you have some Kermit animatronics he in the farm host. and, a, and oh. then of course you get to the more, you get to the more bio, uh, you know, the hydroponics and it's very Muppet labs. And like, there's lots of fun stuff. I mean, I always oh, thought God. that Beaker and, and, and honeydew should take over, um, uh, and just have a Muppet Labs ride where imagination currently is, if they're not going to do a Figment thing, but or with Figment. But if you're not going to do anything there, I think you know, give us, give us. I have no issue with one Muppet ride per park. The exactly. Muppet Great,
1: the Muppet Great Movie Ride concept was the, from Joe Lenzis. Yeah. was so good, so great. Yeah. Ugh.
0: I love someone. Someone said uh, that it was. Uh, why didn't Kermit? The comment was something like, "Why didn't Kermit pick?" Muppets three Muppet Vision three D, and someone was like, Kermit's not arrogant enough to pick his own ride. (laughs) He's too (laughs)
6: pure for that. He's got to throw the credit elsewhere. We all know, right? Yeah,
0: right. Absolutely. It
6: goes without being said.
0: I guess we do have a a Muppet Eatery at Epcot, so go ahead and give us a give us an attraction overlay as well. We'll take it.
1: I mean, literally, just call it Being Green. It's great. (laughs) You know, that's actually you're you're actually onto something. I mean this honestly. Like, the Muppets are a great inroad for educational content at Epcot.
2: Yeah, yeah, Yeah.
1: totally. Right. Because you can they can be funny about it without making fun of it. Right. Mm -hmm. And it's it's it makes you swallow the medicine and and it's so earnest. Right. Yeah. Yeah. I just feel
2: like if we're going down the path of like adding IP into everything, The Muppets should get the Muppets. Yeah, that final scene. Perfect.
0: That final scene. You have like those screens, and you have like new things, and you got Rainbow Connection playing, and like oh my god, I would every time.
2: Yeah, we just need an update to Epcot in general. They they need to
1: sneak. They need to sneak Rizzo into Ratatouille. That's the like hiding somewhere. Oh my (laughs) god!
2: (laughs)
4: He's running around.
0: If you're gonna get a Mr. Limpet in Little Mermaid, you should at (laughs) at the very least have (laughs) a a Rizzo.
2: Uh, but since we're talking about the parks already, um, Janine. Oh, yes, for our Mickle and Diming yes. segment, let's go. Um,
6: this is like the real story about Mickle and Diming, I think, which is Genie Plus. I think um, it's $15 to start and then $15 on top of that, and then certain rides are $8. It's kind of like this insane snowball of fees. And somehow there was an earnings call. Chapek said that between one third and half of all guests are buying this service which i don't know if you guys have ever tried it i did it one time i wasn't that into it
2: Um, yeah and it's a hit or miss
1: it's a hit or miss very miss for me here's the thing though for the california folks here you know we've had this for what four years now max pass we had max pass and to be honest after after the first sort of initial sticker shock the benefit of it in terms of not having to walk around the park was actually so good that like i want to see what were the sales numbers for disneyland because th- I think I think we might be making too big a deal out of this. I think Disneyland was making bank on Max pass, and it was just sort of accepted as part of the service. Um, but what the the but the thing is though, the old pass system, the old annual pass system, you added what was one hundred and eighty bucks, one hundred and fifty bucks yeah, to your pass, and you got permanent Fast Pass for the ye- mm-hmm. Max Pass for the year, so it was totally worth it, right? So yeah, maybe it, maybe it wasn't that out. Now I have to buy it every single time, so yeah.
2: Yeah, but also I feel like it was. It, it didn't hurt that much because it's like I could still go into the park if I didn't want to get Max Pass that day and still be able to get a Fast Pass. But yeah. now right. with Genie Plus, it's now like it's right. it's either you get it or you don't, and you're going to wait yeah. in that 70 yeah. minute line no matter what. Yeah, because I saw that yeah. they
6: give priority to the point where it's like they'll let it's 90%, lot. it's like 90
4: yeah. 10 yeah. ratio. Yeah, 90 10.
2: It's insane. Since Genie Plus came out, like I have, like I don't. I think it's only been twice that I've gone to the parks without using it because it's become super. Like it's impossible to like wait in those lines as like, and I know it sounds
6: entitled and like ridiculous. No, but it's insane. I yeah, as a pass holder, I don't go to spend the entire 90 day. minutes to yeah. 2 hours in a line per ride i don't want to yeah. wait 2 hours for the tower of terror like it's just it's my one yeah. of my favorite rides but it's not worth a 2 hour wait and it's artificially 2 hours just so they can
3: mm-hmm.
6: increase their income by what is it 300 million dollars
3: well, it also doesn't help that there's no longer an off-season. Like, we're essentially a yeah. yeah. permanent yep. yeah. peak season. So you're going to have to buy it no matter when you go. Yeah.
4: It makes yeah. me
3: genuinely not want to renew my pass because I'm a household
6: of three. If I, I – like, I'm already paying for food. I'm already driving an hour and a half. I'm probably getting a hotel a lot of the time. And, like, adding $45 a day – for the it adds pleasure up. of just getting on a ride
2: is insane yeah. to me
4: yeah it, it just,
2: is it's getting especially because at Disneyland it's twenty dollars and I guess because we have, like, a, a couple more rides, but, like, for us, for example, like, it's say it's, like, $100 for the pass. And then, luckily, if you get that, the most the dream key, you're getting free parking. So you don't have to pay the $30 for parking. Um, and then on top of that, it's the, uh, like, said so the $20. And then if you want to go on, like, any of the big ticket attractions, it's another, like, what is it? $12 to $15 or f- yeah. $12 to $20 yeah. if you want rides. Yeah. And then food and merchandise. Like, it's really adding up to the point where it's, like, you're probably spending two hundred to two hundred and fifty dollars yeah. a month yeah. for your yeah. if you're getting the dream key, which is the most expensive right. one. If you're so, going often. Yeah. What if and you it, can even get the heck in.
0: Yeah. And <laughs> it's the thing, better, but the thing that's weird is so we have friends that are coming down next week and she called us and was like, Do I need to get this? My mom thinks we really need to get this. That's the only way it's gonna like be a good experience. And we told her no. You really don't. I, I. And my experience is if you know what you want to do and you're mm-hmm. good at planning and you're good at thinking through it and okay. like unless you're wanting to ride Rise three times in a day, like I, you can usually get through stuff. And if you're talking to- like AP tolerance, um, I understand what Janine's talking about. It's like I, if it's like over 30 minutes, I'm like, ah, yeah. ah, it's yeah. not yeah. I'll get a drink. Um, but, <laughs> but if you're coming once that your tolerance is a little better, um oh, yeah. and i don't i don't think there is a still a reason like a perfect reason to get it at least from my experience now here's the thing that i think is sucky beyond belief which is of course chepek is is sort of priding himself on that one third of the guests are getting it. And it's sort of saying, like, hey, we took all these people hostage and like we got <laughs> yeah. over one third of them to to tie the other half up. Um <laughs> like like so it's a success. We're very good. You gave them no other choice, and then yeah. you act like it's a success. Like it's yeah. It, it, yeah, it, yeah, it's not it's not a success. It is what it is because you've changed the rules. Um, <laughs> Um, and I think that's, what's despicable more than anything else is when they, that's the problem with this, this capitalist mindset, which is always, well, we made money like we're doing, like (laughs) there was this thing from, I God I don't even remember now. Maybe it was, I think it was theme park insider today. And they were like, leave Bob Chapek alone. Like he's made money for the, uh, for uh, for the company. He's not going anywhere. And I, and I kind of have to go, yeah, he made that money now. But those people aren't coming back next year. Yeah. Like they're not going to pay yeah. for this every single time. And that's yeah, the part yeah. that I don't think they they fully understand yet.
1: Yeah. I think that's, I think you're right. I think the, the long-term effect has yet to be seen uh, I, personally out in Disneyland. I've gone four times since it was uh, in, initiated. I did two times with it. It was like max pass. Yeah. It was very familiar. I only used the actual lightning Lane upcharge once, and that was to do rise. And, uh, and then the two times I didn't use it at all, I actually found the planning part of Genie Plus, the non-charged, the mm-hmm. one you don't have to pay for. You can still plan, and you can still right. look at not just wait times, but say, "I here are my top four or five that I want to do." I tried that, and it actually works pretty well. Huh. Like it, it's the, the, there. There is a free amount of. There's a free version of that data. It's. It's. It's still right. not. It's still not, uh, it's still hierarchical. It's still a caste system of haves yeah. and have nots. But mm-hmm. even the have nots have now through this technology. Uh, my bigger thing is like, yes, everybody carries a mobile phone now. Um, not everybody can afford uh, uh, unlimited data that's changing, obviously, with all, all the companies.
2: Thank you Most for bringing f- that up. Like, you know, I think it's, it's very ableist. Yeah, Genie. Like, it is. I think Genie Plus is ableist. Yeah. I really do no i agree i agree
1: it's also like you know I, I how many times has my phone run out of batteries and i have yeah. to carry another one with me well in mm-hmm. a full day you know that's
6: my worry and especially with the pivot to like mobile food ordering
1: No, oh, i know? hate like, that
6: what what am i supposed to do if my kid is hungry and my phone
2: is dead
1: that's the yeah. part i hate the most the mobile the the relying only on mobile food ordering yeah. is yeah. Awful. There are yeah. a lot of mm-hmm. places in Disneyland
2: that are that just are mobile. Just order.
3: mobile. On- oh, it's, yeah. Yes. It's- yeah, I was really surprised during my last visit about that. Like, I went to um, the place in New Orleans Square where you get the mint julep. I forget what it's called, but I know what you're talking about. Yeah, like, I went yeah. over there and, like, I just wanted, like, a hot chocolate because it was, like, cold for some reason and Mm. i had to mobile order it like i had no other choice and
6: the entire time you're just sitting around staring at your phone waiting for it to tell you that it's ready and it's like i don't go to disney just to sit and stare at a
3: screen i'm like
0: yeah exactly
3: like and i could have been on a ride i could have been waiting in line for a ride i had to wait almost 40 minutes for a hot chocolate
0: and the lines, like the, the purpose of having counters to to order at is that you can have organize, organized lines to figure things out. Yeah. If, you, if you've if you been to uh, sort of that merge area near Pecos Bills at the Magic Kingdom, kind of by Splash Mountain going to Pirates, that place is now just full of like, I don't know, they look like goats or lemmings. Just people standing there, like unsure of when they're going to get their order and what's going on. And they're not in line they don't have it so not only do they have no idea which is bringing anxiety to them on how long they're going to wait but there is no structure for how they should stand or where they should stand like everyone's just sort of around That's um, you
6: see it outside pizza rizzo as well like the entire Muppet plaza is just like people like sitting against the wall on the floor and like laying on a fountain it's just yeah
0: because but you can't for a lot of these you can't even go and sit until you get your order yeah. depending on how the yeah. right, the right. Building like you're just is.
2: hanging around yeah i did want to go back to the point though of saying that it was like ableist because i feel like the process has become way more complicated to like have a disney vacation or to just like go to the parks like regularly right. um i feel like it's really difficult because not, not everybody has a smartphone and i feel like and i know that yeah. sounds ridiculous to say nowadays but no it's true it's absolutely uh,
3: true yeah and it's like
2: if like, i feel like we're also forgetting the international guests or even the guests who are just in the us who don't even yeah. the, who don't really even speak english so it's like to have it be that much more complicated and to have someone who's coming to disneyland or disney world for the first time and having to use this complicated app or this like entirely new system and have it not be in their first language it's very difficult and you yeah, always i
6: had a hard time figuring out the park reservation system it took months yeah. of use for me to
2: feel confident yeah, yeah. making yeah. a reservation and you'll see that line for guest services like it's literally all day long that yeah. line yeah. Just does not like mm-hmm. smaller at all so i just think yeah. that I feel like they should have done, which is why I really like MaxPass was because if you can't, if you don't have a smartphone or if you don't really know how to use it very well, you or still you're get older, a paper ticket. Yeah, you can still get yeah. a paper. And it's like, I'm very forgetful. So just like the paper <laughs> tickets are really nice. Um, and it just, it just feels like it kind of catered to everyone. But now with yeah. Genie Plus, it really doesn't. It's very elitist
1: yeah it is. It, is. it is yeah part of part of it feels like you know they they spent so we've all seen the the defunct land queuing video yes. right yeah. Okay. yeah which is required watching for anybody who has any interest in theme parks at all. it's a, it's a
0: blisteringly it's entertaining it's a well, almost two hours
1: it's it's fucking amazing um and and this is coming from a guy who's like i've designed these kind of systems. I understand (laughs) queues. I understand park and and design day and throughput and and all those things. So the fact that with the way he presented it in such a entertaining manner was just chef's kiss, but like Disney has spent so much money on magic plus and what they called the, um, what did they call it when they were designing it 10 or 15 years ago, the, um, uh, connected park initiative or something. I had friends at Imagineering who worked on it. Um, and it, they, it's, it feels like They've spent so much money that it's too big to fail now. So no matter how crappy it's going to get, they have this infrastructure of billions of dollars of software and back end that they've yeah. paid for. Which is that wild because ta-
6: the user interface is
3: terrible.
1: Yeah, it's dog oh, shit. oh, it's terrible.
3: Horrible.
6: It's
1: dog shit, but like it, 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 it's like they've, they have to double down because it'll take more money to rip that band aid off yep. yeah. than it will be to, to just keep doing it and maybe find a balance who knows.
0: And I think the other thing, too, is COVID gave them an excuse to try things quickly. Um, Mm -hmm. I think a lot of these things would have been tested out uh, a a lot more. But all of a sudden it was, okay, everything now needs to be mobile order. Do it like now. Um, And so I think even some of the things that they do can be good it is a mix of opportunity and using an opportunity um but not having
1: the time to do it right and and, uh, yeah. and the truth of and the proof in the pudding really has not happened yet like we haven't been through a full summer no with that system not at full oh, capacity either not, yeah. not at full capacity right oh boy oh, summer 2022 Oh, boy, boy. could be gonna yeah. be don't know
2: about y'all i'll be at hershey park uh. <laughs> So moving on from the crime lord, uh, Bob Chabot, <laughs> to another one, Boba Fett. So a couple of you guys have seen the series. What yeah. are your thoughts?
1: Uh, being the guy who was seven when Star Wars came out, I, I mean, I want to say first that like I will always watch a Star War. I, sure. I, I, I don't care what it is. I'm going to watch it. I will probably enjoy it even when it's not great. I will very much enjoy it when it's awesome. <laughs> Last Jedi. Uh um, flam- flame me but it's amazing Amen. and it's what no, that it's I what like that, it it's what it's needed. It's what yeah. Um and I love Mandalorian and and you know I like I like this serialization. I I've been making the case that Star Wars works better as a series than it does as movies because it started as short form serials. Like yeah. that that's it, it's mm-hmm. a natural Having said that, Boba Fett is an, is a mess.
0: <laughs> yeah.
1: <laughs> the first four episodes bored the crap out of me. I just found it boring. I like the um I like the the episode with the Sand People he rejoins the tribe and goes on the little mm-hmm. uh, vision quest. I thought that episode as a standalone was great. Yeah. And I uh, uh, but it, I just, it it would meander. Like, I'm like, where's this going? And then all of a sudden, Mando shows up for two. It felt like course correction. Like, they got a, a ways in the show, and they're like, this isn't working. What else do we do? You know? And and then the last two episodes are like, fan service, fan service, fan service, fan service. You're done. And yeah. I kind of finished it like, Welp, that was a thing. Yeah. That happened. <laughs> I can't celebrate it. I didn't hate it. I didn't love it.
0: Yeah. Victoria?
3: Um... <laughs> it was a thing (laughs) no no like so like again um similar to dave i if it's if it's got star wars slapped on it i'll watch it so like beat like with boba fett being obviously one of the most badass like probably the badass of bounty hunters in the show i was i was hyped for i was just very confused like there was a point when i watched it i was four episodes behind because I was so confused and so bored and I pushed through and I was like, okay, why is Mandalorian here? Where is Boba Fett? Like, why is Luke Skywalker here? What is happening?
1: Spoiler alert. Here's Luke for a half an hour just because we know you want to see him. Yeah.
3: Right. I was so confused. I'm like, wait, so is this like, are we segueing into the next season? Like,
1: it's Mandalorian two point five is the best description I've heard of it.
0: It's 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 less book of Boba Fett and more two novella collections of Boba Fett and the Mandalorian. Like, there's not
1: yeah, like yeah,
0: it's totally different. It's totally different story for like two episodes.
3: Yeah. I will say this though, whatever episode Bryce Dallas Howard directed, I heard that one was good. Yeah, that was the one She's where great. it. Where it got really weird, like it was just no Boba Fett, but it was very well done. Now the finale itself, can we talk about the finale? Yeah, (laughs) the finale with the weird Godzilla versus King Kong thing. I was just so.
1: It was Star Wars Kaiju. It was. I mean, to be honest, I saw that coming. Obviously, right? Like, I I, in my head, I'm like, oh, the Rancor that they set up five episodes ago has to come back here, Um, and you know, my, my. my inner my, my inner 13 year old remembering it from from jedi i was like okay i this makes me happy it, you know um i still will never forgive them for the uh uh for the brightly colored scooters gang because that was just ridiculous <laughs>
3: that was so stupid so not
2: I was
1: thinking- so not star wars
0: you mean the cw superheroes
1: in the middle of a <laughs> star wars
2: yes!
1: yeah yeah oh my
2: god i was just like
1: I was super super jazzed when they announced it. And I'm like Boba Fett. Okay, now we're into something because you guys know, like Boba Fett was this. You, there's a really really great documentary on Disney Plus about yeah. Boba Fett that gives all this right. backstory. That like and you know sort of kind of introduced in the in the Christmas uh, uh, special in the animated thing, mm-hmm. the Ralph Bakshi thing, and then like it was it was this uh, hard to get action figure. And so I was primed and ready, like, oh, I want to learn this mystery of Boba Fett. And now having seen it, I'm like, I don't want to learn the mystery of Boba Fett. I want Boba Fett to be a mystery. I, you I don't still, care. You
0: still have a mystery because he doesn't do anything. Like he doesn't. He, really he does, doesn't. He doesn't talk that much, and that was a that was a conscious choice. And I don't hate it. But the problem is, is the series does this. I think a fairly good thing, which is. It, it says, okay, well, he can't be, first of all, Bo- Boba Fett's never really been that badass. If you really, truly watch the old oh. movies, he sits around and he Maybe. walks with, that's true. He doesn't do anything. Like he's, it's, it's, it's all in our heads that Boba Fett's cool. It, there's nothing that suggests it.
1: Yeah. I mean, the, the, the his fall into the Sarlacc pit is it's literally played for laughs. Yeah. It's, a it's played for laughs. <laughs> If they hadn't had the
0: Mandalorian before this, I think we would have been like, cool, whatever, whatever you can give us. But now we have somebody we can we already have hopes and love for and and they look kind of the same and they're younger and hipper. (laughs) And, you know, and like Boba's an old man, like he's an old (laughs) man. Well, I mean,
3: Cad Bane's an old man and I.
0: But Cad Bane is. I'd hit it. Cab Bane is, you know, like an alien, so he gets away with it. I don't hate that That the show wants to talk about um, Boba Fett's desire to figure out who he is post this fairly large failure. Um, yeah. And decide that, he, that interestingly enough, he's been a loner forever and, and needs community. And probably the first community he's had since his, his father passed away.
1: Yeah. Um, yeah.
0: That's great. Tell me about it. Because it, it's it's very much um, that my favorite episode's the the episode with the sand people, which I think is derogatory yeah. right now. I, I don't know. Sorry, uh,
1: it's not sand people. It's what were their names again? Tuscan Raiders. Tusken Raiders. Tusken Raiders uh, thank you.
0: Yeah, um, sure. and I, I think it's a beautiful beautiful tale, and I like. I I don't really love that they died. I thought that was cheap, and we've seen it already. Um, yeah. But then they have to sort of like come out of nowhere at at the last episode and be like, well, you know that they were actually killed by the, you know, by the mob, the mob that you're fighting. And like, yeah, like, well, you're just trying to connect loose ends that don't really have. And, and he kind of, and then at the end, he's like, oh, I didn't like everyone's respecting him. And he's kind of like, oh, I didn't know if this is what I wanted, but I guess that's what I got. Like, and he's still trying to figure it out. And it just doesn't feel like, like an arc. It feels very half-baked, especially when you take literally 45% of your show and and you and you put your entire emotional connections, Every anytime someone's like, oh, I, I absolutely love this part or I love it, it's all about Grogu. It's all about Luke and it's all about Mando. It's never about the book of Boba Fett. Um, yeah. And and I think that's the big issue is we found out that when you have a character who's a mystery and then you try to unravel the mystery of that character, sometimes it's really boring.
1: <laughs> I have to say my favorite like uh, moment in terms of how the f- series ended is basically that Grogu throws a middle finger to the jedi and to luke like no no i'm going with this guy like it, yeah. in a way i like it because it's it's literally like hey fanboys you wanted to see a show about luke Fuck you he's done <laughs> that's not happening anymore that's not happening stop yeah. it you know um it, it 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 warms my last jedi loving heart that yeah that, uh, that grogu is going off to do something else and not and learn following how the to be failure something who is luke skywalker <laughs>
2: Right. <laughs> Do you guys think that like they're ever going to move on from like the old Star Wars? Because to me, what like yes. kind of made me not even. Yes.
0: They're doing the High Republic, which yeah. is takes yeah. place yes. like a thousand years, a couple thousand years before all of this yeah. stuff. It's like Jedi in their prime, 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 creating the initial councils and stuff.
2: I just want a new planet. I'm tired of the sand. You don't like sand? Do like, just... <laughs> you hate sand? No, I don't like sand. <laughs> Well, they blew all the other ones up. They only got so many planets they can use. <laughs> I wanted them to explore the casino-like yeah. planet scene or whatever from the Last Jedi.
0: We're we're expecting. I believe we're still expecting a Lando TV series. Uh, right. And so, all I want's a heist show. Just give me a heist show. Just right. Give me, Ooh, just give me yeah. Lando.
1: Yeah.
0: Uh, and and bring back. I I don't. I like Solo. I don't think it's the best movie in the world, but I like what they're I trying to it. do. I liked it a lot. Uh, yeah. Bring yeah. bring back uh people from solo, that's fine by me. Um and have a heist. Do do some heisting because yeah. that's fun. Yeah. Agreed. Um but yeah, book of boba fett's more like book a boba fart. So <laughs> <laughs> you've been you've
1: been teeing that up for a week, haven't you? Uh, I've been thinking about one. it for a while. He was ready uh. for
2: that. <laughs> Well, here's a heist that you guys might want to hear about. <laughs> <laughs> the puns are coming in. Um so SeaWorld has taken over.
1: Well, they put in a bid. They put in a bid. So They put in a bid. Yeah.
2: Okay. So yeah. tell us about that. So
1: Cedar Fair, if uh, folks don't know, um is um the second largest, I guess, uh, uh regional park operator after Six Flags, right? They've got yes. 17 se- They've got 17 uh, facilities uh, and it's a mix of a lot of theme parks, some water parks and then some sports facilities around the country. Um, most notably like Knott's Berry Farm, which mm-hmm. they bought in the 90s, Kings Island and King's Dominion and Canada's Wonderland and Carowinds, all which they Paramount. bought from Paramount, which yeah. they bought from Paramount in uh, 2006. That's why I lost my job. Um and uh, uh, <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> uh, no no not no bitter. I'm not bitter. Not bitter. <laughs> not at all. Um no, so they're a huge operator and SeaWorld has put in a three point four billion dollar bid to buy them. Mm. And people are surprised and they're like, isn't SeaWorld losing money? And like, nope, SeaWorld's actually making a ton. Yeah. Um, I, I think part of that is actually the uh the money and licensing coming in for the Abu Dhabi park that they're building, the big indoor SeaWorld that's under construction right now. Mm-hmm. Um, which I worked on for a little while. It's that's gonna be very impressive, by the way. Mm. Um but yeah, they're making they're doing great. And they're strategically, they're trying to get away from being just animal parks. And they're, you know, they're definitely getting away from from large mammal animal parks, they're going to have aquariums and sea lion and otter shows and maybe a dolphin show, but whales are being phased out. So they're very much interested in how do we expand our brand to include more thrill rides and coasters. So it kind of makes sense. The part that doesn't make sense to me as an industry person is, I don't think the corporate cultures will go together well, Cedar Fair, other than the knots I think yeah. I think that Cedar Fair is finally finding their way but for a long time they were pavement and trash cans and coasters I'm just I'm being honest yeah. having I did the park walks with the Cedar Fair people when they're buying it from Paramount I'm like oh my god they're gonna fucking ruin these places um so <laughs> and they uh, did uh, I was there and they did and they <laughs> did for a very long time they did but they find their voice again knots yeah. especially is a great example and I think they're learning from knots oh, we need to appeal to the long timers who have been coming to these parks forever and not just put in a coaster every three years, you know? So I think they're I think they get it. But culturally, they couldn't be more different than SeaWorld. Um, And more importantly, Six Flags tried to do this already. Six Flags offered, what, four or five billion dollars to Cedar Fair. Like like four
3: point five.
1: Yeah, they offered more money and Cedar Fair is like, screw you. So this is real ballsy of SeaWorld, um, but uh, not a good fit, in my professional opinion.
0: Yeah.
2: Do you think that Cedar Fair will take that offer?
1: They're considering it. They're reviewing it, and I don't know how they're doing. I know they were hit pretty hard, so I'm not quite sure yeah, if this post-COVID. is a yeah. COVID. Yeah, they the, all the regional parks suffered really, you know, but but I, I'm not sure how badly they're doing and how much they have to consider it. Yeah, and there's a certain and there's a lot of water parks in there which could get some SeaWorld theming. They get some other IP like peanuts that they don't have. Yeah. Um, so I, I I don't know. I'm really torn about it. I it's I'll be very interested to see if it happens, but if it does, there's one of the cultures has to give. And I'm not sure if SeaWorld is the stronger of the and more vocal of the two cultures. I, I don't know. Have you guys ever been to a Cedar Fair park?
3: Um, I've been to King's Dominion.
0: Yep. I okay. I was a I was a Kings Island boy growing up.
1: Like one of the biggest things here is SeaWorld Parks by and large are not seen by the public as regionals their destinations correct right yes, that's why there's no the, ohio anymore for example right ohio yeah. went away and yes the, the sesame parks but those are sort of minor and 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 very 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 local um they don't really count as regional because of their much smaller attendance right. so when you look at cedar fair as a regional park operator it's like they put a lot of money and a lot of people and a lot of big opera big rides operating every year and i think SeaWorld's like we want that for our brand I think this is a this is a branding exercise more than anything
0: I think SeaWorld has shown especially since Sesame Street that they're better at theming than Cedar Fair like beyond knots um and if if that culture can get pushed into Kings Island uh that'd be great I have no issue with uh some more thematic uh elements because uh, it's, I mean, Davis. We've talked about it before. Like for for Kings Island, like Italian Job was it when it came to coasters <laughs> that were themed, um, yeah, yeah. And and that was your baby, and it was my favorite. And uh, oh. yeah, for sure. Because I was a little bit uh, a little bit of a weenie about the Beast. I would go on once, but uh, oh, that, that is a, my favorite, my favorite best. coaster in the world. It's, it's the, the best. best. Um, it really is. But I, I think that park, of course, uh, they had a little bit of slickness when Paramount was. Um, around and you could call things top gun and have licensed music and you could kind of if theme certain certain aspects and then that all went away and became very not that right <laughs> and right. and so i think this i for me SeaWorld could bring in a little bit little bit of a thematic identity
3: all i know is i i bought a share i bought ten dollars worth of shares and i already <laughs> lost money It
2: wasn't a lot it was like it was like 10 cents (laughs) not too bad so not but
0: have you bought dollywood chairs victoria
2: i think we might have to because the queen Uh, the queen dolly parton and her queen same
0: (laughs)
1: is is there there, every time a news story comes about out about dolly my heart grows three sizes because it's like how can i love this how can i love this woman more she's so iconic
2: so unproblematic and we love her because she's offering free tuition to all her employees so. including this seasonals is,
1: i know That's
2: pretty yeah. good
1: yeah yeah and it's uh it's pretty great it's a it's a it's a program called grow you which um actually uh provides for a bunch of other companies Taco Bell even Disney and Lowe's and Walmart have this too but 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 they're more uh, assistance this yeah. is a they are literally footing the bill including and it books
6: is, and other yeah. like all of it
1: yeah, and it's uh, uh, it's uh, 30, thirty learning partners in programs like business administration, leadership, culinary, finance, technology, and marketing, and 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 in addition to the full funding, you can also get partial funding up to like fifty two hundred a year, I think, for one hundred and fifty other programs in like hospitality and wow. human resources and art and That's design. Good. That's good. So it's. It's crazy how influential this will be on park operations, and I have a feeling yeah. it will ripple through to other operators to have to step up, because this is uh, 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 in, in a in a world where uh, uh, companies are getting lambasted for not paying their employees enough. Um, <laughs> this is a really good step. If Dollywood uh, uh, also I I hear is a really good operator in terms of how they treat their employees, yeah. but th- this is an enticement for anybody who lives in that region i want to if i want to go get an education why not work at dollywood because they're going to pay for it for me
2: yeah and disney has their own through the disney aspire program but it does yep. not offer free tuition to this like to that level or fifty two hundred dollars that's like a lot of money like for for a college education like if you're going through that would like cover my school. my
6: tuition for 2021 to 2022 yeah. at uf online
1: yeah, yeah right so. right And this is all because again, Dolly makes so much money with her songs and her music Mm -hmm. and all her yet unpublished and uh, unreleased music, which we're gonna see long after she's gone. And she's like, I have my money. I'm gonna give this money away to good people because she's good people. She is, I literally tweeted about, I'm like, she is the capital B best capital P person. She is best person. If we can give a best person award, (laughs) she is the best person. And this is, by the way, it's not just Dollywood, it's all of Herschen's attractions and facilities. Yeah. So it's Wild Adventures in Georgia, Adventure Aquarium in Jersey, Silver Dollar City, Kentucky Kingdom. So this is a really big deal, Yeah, how much money they're gonna be spending on this. And and I, it makes me wanna be a teenager and go, I'm gonna go work at Dollywood because they're gonna pay for my college <laughs> education.
2: I feel like it's amazing that she's doing that because, like, even our own politicians can't do something like that, or like to cancel right. student debt, or like to even offer. Like recently, um, Jill Jill Biden said that they're not going to be offering free college, uh, free um, community college, community college, yes, yep. mm-hmm. which was like something that they promised. And it's like if Dolly Part like if she could do it, like why the hell is the government not able to do that? It yeah. it's just it's. Of course, she would
0: do it because she's amazing. Because Dolly cares. Yeah. Dolly for president. No, I don't want Dolly to be president because I like her right now. And there's that that position. (laughs) Dolly for emperor. Let's just.
1: Yeah. I want to bring back (laughs) the American monarchy and have Dolly for queen because who wouldn't disagree with that. Yes. Yeah. I'm fine with that.
2: yeah so we're finally getting towards the end um we're getting to <laughs> our first question um of this podcast um so craig from australia wants to know what is the one attraction or ride that has gone from any theme park that if you had the power would bring back it's a two-parter so i'll ask you guys i'll ask you guys this one first and then the second part after
0: oh that's a tough one Oof, that's a tough one i know one.
2: mine right off the bat
0: victoria please go
3: ahead victoria It's a two for one, so it would either be Great Movie Ride at Hollywood Studios or Volcano from Kings Dominion.
1: Volcano was fierce. That was a great coaster.
3: R.I.P. It was R.I.P. Volcano.
1: It was so good. It was was so good. So
3: good. It would just never. The fire never worked, and it was it was down too much.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. And what one would you put in the trash bin? Are we going to do both for each person like that? Let's
2: we could do oh, that. We... Yeah. So yeah, the second part that. of the Yeah. The second part of the question was, what is the attraction um, experience or ride that you would scrap immediately never to return?
3: I mean, technically, they are. It's already in the bin. Um, the voyage of the Little Mermaid. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> it's already in the bin and it, it, it need not return.
2: I can see that.
1: All right. I'll go next. Uh, the attraction I would love back is actually an entire park. um for you you may not know that there was a bush gardens here in california
3: really there
4: was wow
1: there's a uh a a budweiser plant and it used to have a bush gardens next to it and it had didn't have a lot of rides it had like a um it had like a a a flume ride and a a boat tour through the aviary it had the brewery tour and we get free beer and i loved it and the reason i would want it back is i want bush gardens with coasters. It would have evolved into that. Um, I, I, I hope. So that was the one I would love back. And if you don't know anything about it, look it up. It's a weird bit of Southern California, San Fernando Valley history. It's very cool. Um, it closed in like mid to late seventies. So, uh, and the one that can go away right now, um, is it too easy to say Fast and Furious uh, Supercharged? Yeah. No, you can say. Yeah, it. you can't <laughs> say that one. That's that's way that's way 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 too easy. Um, uh, I want that uh, ride
2: gone. Yeah.
1: Dinosaur, fuck that ride. It's oh, awful.
2: Really? Dinosaur,
1: interesting. Wow. Awful. Wow. Awful. Wait, why?
2: You I want to know. I want to know why. Why? Because
1: yeah. it's it. They literally took the exact same track layout from As Indy, Indiana Jones, very, and so a purpose. Built ride with a purpose-built set of scenes and pathway was shoehorned into this thing with dinosaurs that aren't great animatronics. You can; see, it's so dark you can't see anything because otherwise yes. you see the walls. Like <laughs> I, it, it is since that ride opened, I it is uh, I hate that ride with the passion and fire of a thousand suns. I think it's really terrible. Sorry to my friends who worked. Sorry to my friends who worked on it.
3: You're saying you would ride that or Fast and Furious
1: i'll ride i'd rather ride fast and furious than wow wow <laughs> i think i've gotten
0: used to it it's a sensory overload ride that's the whole that's the only way yeah. that it's scary okay. is if you don't know what's going on um yeah i have a fondness for it but only because it's as close to indian jones as i can get here and i would yeah <laughs> I, I can't yeah, yeah. say that i don't disagree if they wanted to turn that into south america and and just turn it into indian jones i would do it in like a heartbeat so but yeah. that's not my my choices my okay so um, one that I would bring back, this was really hard for me and I wasn't sure necessarily what I wanted to do. Um, and I still am not a hundred percent sure cause it feels like too much God power. Um, mm-hmm. <laughs> but I think I want to bring back confrontation only because I never got to write it. I would say jaws, but jaws is technically still around mm-hmm. in Japan. So I think I'm going to say confrontation. I don't necessarily know if it's that good of a ride, but I want to see big, big apes and, uh, that ride's got big, big monkey boys. Um, and, uh, that's interesting to me. It, it's a really pretty complex looking ride and it's fun. So I think I'll say confrontation.
2: One that or, you would scrap.
0: Let's see here. I would scrap, uh, this has been my, my normal, uh, answer for this for all times. In fact, when I used to work at uh, Walt Disney world news today, I wrote a whole article about it, which was, I think that uh, hall of presence should be scrapped tomorrow and uh, never mm-hmm. see the light of day. Um, Hall of Presidents uh is been bested by a far superior American story in Epcot. Um and it's weird to idolize uh they always say well we're not idolizing the men we're idolizing the position. That's also freaking weird people. Yeah. Um yeah it's, it's a strange strange uh show. It's mostly projection movies and then like I love all those robots on the stage, but it's just not interesting. Um, and I don't like treating them like gods, like like immortal beings. It's weird. Um, so I'd scrap Hall of Presidents. Janine, you, oh, you haven't went yet. Which were yours?
6: the ride that I would bring back is, it's actually very similar. There's a lot of parallels between the ride that I would kill and the ride that I would bring back between yours, Nathan. Um, The ride that I would bring back is Horizons at Epcot. Mm,
4: And for a similar reason, I
6: know I've been on it, (laughs) but I do not remember it at all. Mm. And so I really, like my my brother loves it. And like, I know for sure that that is the ride that he would bring back if he could. And so like homage to my brother but also i really want to i want to know what it's about and there's a really fascinating story about um a couple of guys who regularly over the course of years were yeah. breaking in to the defunct her- horizons and like just chilling in it um which there's like a small documentary about it it's really yeah. interesting you can find all it's the incredible it's
1: incredible yeah, yeah so great hoot and yeah. chief if you're looking to- hoot and chief i i've yeah i've met i've met hoot before oh yeah oh, nice. and yeah uh, He's a, he's a hoot and a half. He's <laughs> yeah.
6: Um, and then the ride that I kill, you stole it. It was going to be the hall of presidents for me. I've <laughs> never done it. I have no interest in doing it. I think it's weird. I don't, I don't like it. Could
0: you kill the beauty and the beast sing along for me since I already did hall of presidents? <laughs> <laughs>
6: Yes, uh, that, that'll be my <laughs> – <yep. laughs> M- mine up <are> for bid. <laughs> I'm up for bid. What do you guys want to kill? <laughs> Make
2: me an offer. I'll kill it.
0: <laughs> Sarah, finish this up. This is the longest episode in the world. Yeah,
2: so here. So I'll say quickly like what attraction – I think should be brought back. I don't think any attraction should be brought back. Personally, Ooh, I'm all for, park. I'm for Innovation. park progression. Hot I, take. I like seeing new IPs. I like seeing new rides, like new experiences. I just feel like it can get really boring. Um, and like while I understand that there's a lot of like purists out there that want a lot of the old attractions, waltz attractions, I just feel like we should just keep moving forward.
6: I do agree. I think there should be new theme park IP that's just for theme parks yeah. so that like the next generations grow up with their own tiki room, like their own thing that's in the parks. For that's them.
1: a whole episode. That's a whole episode right yeah. there.
4: Yeah, because <laughs> mm-hmm.
2: yeah, I feel like a lot of the younger generation is just not connecting with like the older um, rides and the older IPs. So I feel like we just need something new. Yeah. Um, but one attraction experience or ride or whatever that I would scrap. I would personally scrap all of Tomorrowland on both parks. <gasps> yeah, uh, I, get I that. would. I get that. I yeah. would. Including Space go. Mountain. OK, Including maybe not. Ex- <laughs> excluding Space Mountain, but the rest got to go. I just feel like the Tomorrowland is so old. It feels like it just feels very old. It feels gross. I don't like it. Sarah,
0: Tomorrowland has had that issue since
2: 1960. I know. It has. has. The future caught up with it, and I feel like that's the problem with Tomorrowland. It just has to go.
1: They own Futurama now, and the Florida one looks a lot like Futurama. So I would be happy if they did that.
6: Don't taunt me. That they would never put future. <laughs> I
1: want want to I want to walk around Bender. Absolutely, hundred percent. Check into the suicide booth. Yeah. Take a picture. <laughs>
4: suicide
2: booth. Oh wait, I know of a ride to bring back. I guess this is one. Um, I would bring back the People Mover in Disneyland. Oh okay. Yeah, oh. Okay. There you go. But you yeah. would kill it yes. in Magic Kingdom. Um, yeah, I would. whats this- <laughs> wow. what is what? I, I want a new you went full Thanos you
0: you you split the difference
2: <laughs> I want a new one I want a new people mover I just feel like we just need new things like I feel like we can update it Tomorrowland to me just feels very sticky I don't know how to describe it but it feels <laughs> sticky, like <laughs> it just does to me I don't know why yeah.
0: can but we have I, an honorable mention too which is uh any Buzz Lightyear Space Ranger spin or uh any any of those Sort of cardboard laser rides. I love them. I'm not saying they're bad. I'm just saying they look old.
1: Not the ones I do.
2: they just again sticky feel very sticky i
1: don't know the the shanghai one's amazing but nobody's seen it it's so much better than the other ones but i
0: can still hear if you had wings on the one here in in if you had wings had wings
1: had wings had had wings wings, wings. wings.
2: (laughs) all right so we've finally made it to the end this podcast uh is produced by nathan hartman uh please consider subscribing so you don't miss any episodes and tell your friends tell everybody uh we would love for you guys to subscribe Uh, You can check out our uh, website at ratcastlepodcast.podbean.com and get all of our links at bit.ly slash ratcastle. It's also where you can ask us future questions. Um, And now grab your belongings and exit to the left. It was fun talking with you guys.
1: Will you stop this foolishness? What foolishness would you like to see? Will you get out of here?